Be Mitchell Finley, 1067 The Fan. Linnell Willingham rolling in for JP. JP's still on vacation. Should be back tomorrow, though. But let's go down to the BetQL guest line. Joined by one of my friends. Sports betting has come to Maryland. Don't place the first bet without checking with BetQL. BetQL analyzes every game to find you the most profitable betting opportunities. Get three free days of BetQL access by downloading the BetQL app or visiting BetQL.com. And joining us now, Martin Bayless played for the Cardinals, Buffalo Bills, San Diego Chargers, and played for the Chiefs. Those two times he was with the Chiefs was wrapped around Washington Redskins. We're here for a little bit. Martin joins us now. What's up, Martin? How you doing, brother? Big guy. How you doing today? I am doing great, man. I'm sure you got some uh, Kansas City Chiefs uh, blood in you, and you all won that game, so I'm sure you're feeling good. Uh, how how impressed were you with, with Pat Mahomes coming back from that ankle and performing like he did? Well, B. Mitch, we talked about this a couple of days ago about the quarterback play and both of these championship games. Uh, with what happened yesterday that uh, propelled Kansas City was a few things. Number one is that uh, Patrick Mahomes did not turn the football over uh, in the passing game, uh, which was extremely important. He, he was sacked three times. Uh, he didn't have any turnovers. Uh, second thing that was important. All right, everybody's our phone drop. We're gonna try and get him back. Uh, get him back, Jeff. See if you can get to a better little place or whatever, so we can uh, make sure that that phone is good. But uh, yeah, turning over the football is a bad thing. Oh, it's <laughs> you huge. Know? You turn over the ball, your your chances of winning go way down. Yeah, it's huge, and I think you know ultimately, Mahomes had the one fumble that that could have been their undoing in that game, but they were able to overcome that and and fight through the adversity. I think that was one of the big things. Oh, that was a takeaway for me from the AFC Championship as well. Kansas City and their ability to overcome adversity in comparison to Cincinnati and their, you know, inability to overcome the adversity ends up being, you know, the difference maker at the end along with the penalties. Yeah. Got Martin back. Yeah, Martin back. Hi, right, Martin. Sorry about that, man. Yep. Yeah. On, B. You got us? Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, as I was saying before I got cut off, uh, Patrick Mahomes did not have any uh, turnovers yesterday, uh, even though he was sacked three times. Uh, the interesting part was the past three games when Cincinnati played Buffalo, uh, played Kansas City, they controlled uh, the second half of each football game by making adjustments, and their defense actually controlled the game, which in the game Kansas City was able to go uh, blow for blow with them in the second half and hold them off. Um, defense played big in Kansas City. They had two receptions and five sacks. In the previous games against Cincinnati, they were not able to get to Joe Burrow and affect him. And then, obviously, the last play, uh, Mahomes using his legs, uh, getting the first down, and then the penalty, unfortunately, uh, by the Cincinnati Bengal linebacker, hitting him out of bounds up for the game in the field goal. But uh, Kansas City uh, played well. Cincinnati played well also. It just wasn't their game where they were able to dictate certain things. Kansas City was able to spar with a little bit more this this and off. Let me ask you a quick, a quick question there. Um, the hit out of bounds, should it have been called? Because my, I, my counterpart here thinks that they shouldn't have called that play. 
Well, first of all, it was bounce. Patrick Holmes <laughs> had two on the ground. Uh, I understand as a defensive player at that point in the game, you're emotional, flying around, you're trying to make a play. Um, it, you just play smarter, smarter football. Yeah, it could have happened to anybody. It just so happened that that became the stage that set the outcome of this football game. So something that's going to be talked about. But um, the rules rules. Um, the quarterback had two feet in bounds. He was shoved by the player out of bounds. And as you saw in the game, I mean, either player landed safely. Uh, they both uh, ripped, literally fell on the bench on the sideline. So um, as, as a referee or a fisher, you got to call the game. And uh, hey, Mark, that, hold on. Your, was, your, your phone is kind of like every – is like dropping back and forth. We're going to put you on hold, see if we can get a better connection, and then uh, mm-hmm. Jeff's going to try to come right back to you. Jeff, take that call for us right I, now. I wanted to – I wanted to – I will ask Martin this when he, when he hops back on with us because, you know, this has been what I've been concerned about. The play of the young dudes in this Kansas City secondary, and we talked about it earlier, their resiliency and, and how they were able to – yeah, they got mossed a couple plays, but when it mattered, you know, they were able to make the big mm-hmm. play to ultimately get the turnover that led to that game-winning drive. Um, Joshua Williams, a kid out of Fayetteville State, a fourth-round pick, coming up making big plays. The kid Cook uh, was making – the kid Brian Cook was making big-time plays. Uh, he's their second-round cornerback pick this year. So to see their rookies have that type of impact, even though it wasn't perfect, but it was worth it at the end of the day, so to speak, because mm-hmm. ultimately – you know, at the end of the game, when it mattered the most, you know, they were able to come up, you know, with the big-time turnover to to make this thing, you know, too far out of reach for Kansas, for, excuse me, for Cincinnati to get back in it. Yeah, I mean, but they didn't turn it over. Yeah. <laughs> and they didn't, have, they, they didn't have to worry about that fact because Wichita gave them chances to come back. And there were other opportunities as well. But this they didn't get said, it done. We, we look at, look at Mahomes as a superstar, man. Mahomes had the fumble. Mahomes had the fumble in the game. Back, Martin? We got you, Martin? Yep. All right, buddy. I wanted to ask you about the the play of the secondary of the Kansas City Chiefs because I thought the two rookies that really showed their stuff yesterday was the safety Brian Cook, the second-round pick, and then Joshua Williams, uh, the fourth-round corner. To see young guys being thrown in the fire like that, and it wasn't perfect all season long. They had been battle-tested, and even in that game yesterday, we saw Jamar Chase come up with a big, big reception. Uh, We saw T. Higgins come up with a big reception. But at the end of the game, when it mattered the most, they were able to come up with the pick. How resilient is that young uh, Kansas City secondary to you, Martin? Well, we you know we we briefly talked about this. Uh, Cincinnati is extremely talented on offense. Um, their players made big plays. Uh, their receivers are uh, the top receivers in the game at this point, and uh, they just made plays. Uh, Kansas City secondary hung in there. And at the moment that they needed those plays to happen, uh, those two young guys that you mentioned uh, did play well. Uh, in games like this, um, if you can stay in the sparring match with your opponent, you have a chance. It's when they become the dominant force um, and your guys seem to either back down or not ready for that moment is where you have problems. And those two young guys, uh, one of them got beat early on a couple on a play uh, with uh, Jamar Chase. And then um, later in the game, they ran the same play on the opposite side of the field with T. Higgins, and that same safety didn't get beat. He actually made the play, and then we got an interception out of it. So 
Um, those guys played big at the moment. Uh, and once again, Kansas City defensively did enough up front, uh, getting pressure on the quarterback, five sacks, and the two turnovers was enough for them to prevail in the end. And I think that's the thing. We've been talking so much about the offense. I think Chris Jones and crew, they came to play, and I think they were the deciding factor because I, I remember playing with Jumpy Gathers, and he would just, they had the, he called it a move called the forklift. He will just take the lineman mm-hmm. to the quarterback, and Chris Jones basically did that all day yesterday. Well, Chris Jones had a hell of a game yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, when in big games like this, your big your big dogs got to play big, mm-hmm. and Chris Jones played big yesterday. Um, you know, both teams, uh, Cincinnati, they they got some guys on their team, and they they come off a ten game winning streak, and they played extremely well. And Cincinnati walking into that game, they thought that they could intimidate Kansas City by talking. There's a lot of stuff going on in the media mm-hmm. about you know. Uh, Burrowhead and all these other <laughs> things, and that's you know that's the media side of football. Right. But uh, Brian, you know as well as I do, uh, the media does not play the football game. Yep. The players on the field play the game, and uh, as you've seen, Kansas City was able to rise to the moment uh, to hold off the Cincinnati Bengals football team. But and the Bengals got a good team, yeah. and uh, they played well. Just that yesterday was Kansas City's day. You mentioned it, the the talk during the week about it being Burrowhead and the storyline of you know Cincinnati and Joe Burrow being three and zero against Patrick Mahomes. I, I, I compared it to uh, Michael Jordan on the Last Dance documentary where he said, "And I took that personally." It felt <laughs> yeah. like that's how Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. felt and played yesterday, even though he was injured and, and the ability to come out and have the impact on the game that he did. What does a statement performance like that do for your legacy? Well, here, here's got a keep keep in mind and uh, football is the ultimate team sport uh when you look at the players around patrick mahomes uh the wide receivers they had some injury problems with their wide receivers during the course of the game uh the wide receivers played big when they had to uh the running backs stepped up in the passing game when they had to um the tight ends stepped up in the passing game when they had to and their defense stepped up so when you look at the whole team that is surrounded by Patrick Mahomes. We know he's the marquee guy uh, with the Kansas City franchise, but the rest of the guys stood up. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the prevailing moment uh, that you talk about. I mean, let's, let's, you know, let's, let's, let's jump back to the old Washington days when, when they were winning championship games. Uh, it was the team. It was the hogs. It was the running game. It was the, the, the passing game. It was the defense that played well. So, you know, when your team plays well in big games, uh, the outcome usually is positive. As you look forward to the Super Bowl, and I know this is very, very early, but I just look at uh, the way the Eagles, uh, their their way that they run their offense and things of that nature with the running game. And how how do you anticipate Kansas City try and play that that RPO with Jalen Hurts? That you know, at any time he can take off. You know, they got a, they can throw the ball down the field, but their running game is is damn good. Um, if you look at Kansas City in the past, uh, in the AFC, uh, Lamar Jackson is that, that quintessential uh, RPO guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when Kansas City played against the Baltimore Ravens and against Jackson, uh, they struggled a little bit. Um, and I, I think that they're going to have to make some adjustments because uh, Jalen Hurts is that same kind of guy. Um, the only difference is uh, Jalen Hurts 
his passing game is a little bit more sophisticated. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the arsenal of wide receivers he has around him uh, is pretty sophisticated. Uh, it's going to be a great matchup to watch uh, from a strategic standpoint to really see how Kansas City does adjust to it defensively and to see if they can uh, hold Philadelphia off a little bit. Um, on the other hand, uh, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs offensive line are going to have their hands mm-hmm. <laughs> their hands filled trying to shut down that uh, Philadelphia Eagles pass rush because, uh, you know, we talked about the physicality of the football game. Yes. Uh, yesterday, there was no doubt that the Philadelphia Eagles defensive line dominated the San Francisco 49ers uh, by knocking out two of their quarterbacks. Yeah. And then San Francisco, who normally is the team that controls the tempo of the football game, they're good at that. They had just come off a 10-game winning streak as well with a rookie quarterback. But uh, once those quarterbacks hit that ground, and yeah. uh, San Francisco was backpedaling the whole game where Philadelphia was in attack mode. This is the one area that concerns me, Martin, about Kansas City heading into this Super Bowl matchup. Even when you look back at yesterday, they ran the ball 20 times for 2.1 yards a pop. You can't have that type of formula and try to have success against this Eagles defense. I think in the Super Bowl, it's going to be crucial for Isaiah Pacheco and Jarek McKinnon and Ronald Jones to get involved in the running game and have some sort of balance offensively. We know Andy Reid is one of the best play designers uh, in the history of our sport. But I think in the Super Bowl, man, if they're able to have some type of balance, I think that's the only you know chance that they have of neutralizing that Eagles pass rush. Well, let's uh, let's go back a couple years when uh, when Todd Bowles and the Tampa Bay defense mm-hmm. dominated the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl uh, because Kansas City was one-dimensional. Yeah. Uh, for Kansas City to have a chance in the Super Bowl against the Eagles, what they do not want to do is be one-dimensional because the Eagles D-line, they eat. Right. They know how to get to you. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to neutralize them. And from that loss to the field in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago, I hope Kansas City's learned their lesson knowing that they're going to have to establish a running game in the Super Bowl in order to give Patrick Holmes a chance. Because uh, if they're just going to drop back and throw the ball, uh, you're playing right into the Philadelphia Eagles defense's hands, and uh, that's going to be a long afternoon. So the running game has to be established by the Chiefs if they if they plan on uh, staying in the Super Bowl game uh, past the third quarter. We're talking to Martin Bayless, uh, former NFL player, played with Kansas City Chiefs, also played here in Washington. He right now is doing working with the Philadelphia Stars and also Briard uh, College. He's a general manager there. Martin, the thing about what I noticed about Kansas City, when they had Tyreek Hill, that forced them to be one-dimensional. Since getting rid of him, I think they have everybody more involved now, which makes them even more of a, a, a bigger threat to most teams out there. Well, yeah, Tyreek Hill in that offense was a different offense because they could stretch the ball vertically and get over top of people. Mm-hmm. Um, they still do that. Uh, they just don't do it as much. Um, but uh, in this particular game, we're talking about a. This is a. This is a one and done again. So, oh, yeah. let's just let's just throw out all the things that both teams do well. Let's just throw them out the window. Um, this is a one. This is a one match uh, game, and they got Kansas City's going to have to figure out how to control the ball and keep Patrick Mahomes off the ground. And the easiest way to do that is establish some type of run game, and they have not. Um, has not done that recently. 
Uh, I can say this, the second half of the season, though, if you look at their rush stats, uh, were a lot more uh, more prevailing than the first half of the season. Uh, and they seem to have gotten away from that here in the last couple of playoff games. Uh, I think the last playoff game, they ran the ball well in the fourth quarter. Uh, but um, at the end of the day, let's just face it, if they can't establish a run game, um, it's going to be a long afternoon for Kansas City uh, against the Philadelphia Eagles. They're, they're too good of a football team. Uh, they match up well on defense against Kansas City's offense. And uh, on the other hand, let's flip it over um, to Philadelphia Eagles offense. Um, Jalen Hurts is a problem. Yeah. yeah, He's a matchup problem. And the things that he does well, uh, Kansas City struggled against. Uh, like I said, I used Lamar Jackson as an example. They struggled against that in the past. But, you know, these coaches, uh, they get paid a lot of money to figure out what other teams doing and put in a game plan here in the next two weeks. So uh, let's sit back and see what happens. All right, Marvin, you going to be down in, uh, you gonna be in uh, Arizona for the Super Bowl? Uh, yes, I live, actually I live in Phoenix. Yeah. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. cool. Well, I'll be there on uh, Monday the 6th. I'll try to connect with you, brother. Yeah, let's let's try to get together while you're in town, big guy. All right, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate you, buddy. Be, All right, man. Great take care. to see you, man. I appreciate having me on again. Thank Definitely, you. Definitely, brother. As Martin Bayless mm-hmm. joining us on the BetQL guest line, and uh, we're going to take us a quick break here. Remember, the phone lines are going to be open all day. We get, Take your take on the games you saw yesterday and the anticipation of Super Bowl 57. That's it. Mm. Coming up in uh, a little bit, two, a little less than two weeks from now, Kansas City will be taking on the Philadelphia Eagles who are seeing their second Super Bowl in the last six years. They're going back, and also Kansas City in their third Super Bowl in five years. Uh, We also have some first that's going to be happening. Jason and Travis Kelsey, two brothers, are going to be playing each other, brothers facing each other for the first time in a Super Bowl. Take us a quick break. We'll be right back. 